Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. John Wilner and I host a podcast called Kanzano and Wilner, the podcast. Makes sense, right? Uh, we talk a lot about the Pac-12 conference, obviously, and the going-ons of the conference. Is it the going-ons or the goings-on? I don't know. We talk about the Pac-12. Um, on our episode this week, we discussed the Pac-12 conference schedule released. I encourage you to listen to that full episode on SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcast, wherever you can get a podcast, you can check that out. But uh, here's a snippet of our conversation because we turned the topic to whether the Pac-12 is making a mistake by, again, playing a nine-game conference schedule versus going to eight games like the SEC and the ACC. And John Wilner and I talked about it in depth. Here's that conversation. we got to talk about something that's overarching here, too, because... There's been uh, a, a big push to move from nine conference games down to eight. This schedule, again, has nine conference games. Um, I'm told that a couple of the conference members uh, it, it were not thrilled about trying to find a fourth non-conference opponent. Um, some members have expressed openly, like Arizona State has talked openly about how difficult it is for them to buy opponents and get people to come play them. Uh, especially if they want a home game. And where do you stand on that? You know, it's still on the table for 2024. The analytics and data people say it's it's ridiculous that the conference is still at eight versus nine. But what what's your takeaway there? My takeaway is that unless they can schedule a series against the ACC, it's a non-starter because the TV networks aren't going to pay them for a lesser quality, if you remove that ninth conference game and it turns into a group of five or an FCS cupcake, you're not going to get as much money from uh, from TV. So they don't really have a choice unless they can arrange some kind of scheduling deal with the ACC. I don't know where things stand on that exactly, but to me that dictates everything because if there's no if there's no power five opponent filling that spot that has been vacated by a Pac-12 opponent, you've got a lesser product. And it's hard to find games anyhow, like you were saying, and it's even harder without BYU around. I, I get back to BYU, but they were the perfect scheduling partner for the Pac-12. It was like a conference game, but it wasn't a conference game, and BYU had tons of flexibility. And now that they're off the table, really, it, it's the dynamics have changed for the Pac-12 in terms of non-conference schedules. Now, I am told they, that there has been talk about adding a crossover series with the ACC, but why go that big, Wilner? Why not go, why not approach uh, the Big Sky Conference and go, look, we're going to do what the SEC does. Uh, we're going to play, apologies to my Big Sky friends, we're going to play a Patsy, uh, and we're going to block out, you know, week 10 or week 11, and everybody's going to enjoy a non-conference home game. 
It'll be a payday game against a Big Sky member. Shoot some holes in that one. All right, so I'm ESPN, and I say, oh, Oregon is not going to be playing Utah this year. Instead, Oregon is going to be playing Eastern Washington. All right, well, I'm, I'm giving you less money. Mm. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. You're removing, uh, and obviously not every Pac-12 game is, is like Oregon-Utah, but they are more valuable in general than non-conference games against Big Sky opponents or, or even Mountain West opponents, to be honest. That's the thing is it's, it's a, a valuation discussion with the, with the TV networks, and I think that there's going to be less money available if they do something like that. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that, that that could be exactly what happens. Plus, you're going to have to pay those Big Sky members, and I and I know not everybody's thrilled about writing a check to pick up those games. They'd rather be well, and those collecting checks are check. going up. Yeah. Those are getting much more expensive, and part of that's because the SEC and the Big Ten have got tons of money, right? So they can afford to pay. Uh, I mean, Cal paid Notre Dame two million bucks basically. This, uh, I mean, Notre Dame paid paid Cal two million bucks this past season but you know you got auburn doling out 1.5 million here and you got ohio state doling out 1.7 there for these group of five and fcs teams the pac-12 schools can't afford to do that but the market for those games is is increasing and that's makes it an economic decision for the pac-12 yeah when you look at those payday games you know uh, alabama approached portland state uh recently or you know and tried to talk about it but um you know, Portland State asked for $1.7 million to play that game, and Alabama kind of walked away going, hey, that's too rich for our blood. But, you know, that's kind of what has happened here. Uh, the Vikings got $500,000 to play at Washington. They got 435000 to play at San Jose State next season. Um, you know, uh, they'll play Oregon this coming season. They're getting 575000 for that game. I'm looking at the figures here. And, and in 2024, they'll get 563 from Washington State. And guess what? That's a bargain because those those numbers are pushing towards a million dollars for those payday games. Yeah, and they're, I think they're even above a million for, you know, Big Ten and, and SEC schools because the FCS teams know the, those schools can pay, can pay it. And the thing is that those games are important for the – college sports industry because of i mean you can explain better than i can what those games mean for portland state's budget right i mean that has to be a huge chunk of their operating budget what they get from from those uh you know the payday games yeah and i think um it, there's some problems there that i think are going to need to be unpacked but the big picture is wilner they're at an inherent disadvantage there will be uh you know five or six conference teams depending if you're talking pack 12 or pack 10 they will have an extra loss because of this, because they're playing an extra conference game versus some of their peers. Yeah, and it's certainly has hurt the conference, right, with the playoff and all that. But I think expansion of the playoff is going to, you know, reduce the impact of a, of a an extra loss for some teams, right? Because you know, you win the Pac-12, you're basically guaranteed to get in. Uh, so that that will have an impact the the expansion of the playoff. But let's say the Pac-12 were to go down to eight, okay, in 2024. But let's also say that the SEC goes up to nine because once Texas and Oklahoma, whether they join in 24 or 25, once Texas and Oklahoma are in the SEC, they got to play nine games because you can't have a 16-team conference where you're only playing eight league games or you're going to go a decade without playing somebody in the other division. So let's say the SEC all of a sudden goes to nine. Does the Pac-12 want to be playing eight 
if the SEC and Big Ten are playing nine, I think that the 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 optics of that would look bad. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're just waiting for that to rectify itself. But I still think, look, it's not going to affect your conference champions' chances in most years to get into the playoff. But now we're looking at at-large teams, and anytime you throw extra losses into the mix, and I look over and Alabama and Georgia are playing Troy. And Kent State, like, you know, I, I you know, there's an issue there when, you know, co- here comes week 11 uh, in the 2025 season and Washington and Utah are playing and Oregon, uh, you, you know, is is playing Colorado and Coach Prime's got it dialed in. Let's see what Alabama and Georgia are doing this week. Oh, no, it's not. It's, I just think in the end they've got to look at it, and, I, and I'm sure they're consulting with some of the data and analytics people who are looking at this. Uh, but I think there's a there's a disadvantage right now until the SEC moves to nine games. Um, let me ask you a question. You can only go to one game in person in the 2023 Pac-12 football season. Where is John Wilner sitting and watching a game in person? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, <laughs> if it was non non-conference game, I would go to uh, Colorado, Nebraska, because I just think the those Pac-10 fans may not realize Colorado and Nebraska, they hate each other. I mean, the Buffs from the Big 12, the Buffs, uh, that's their biggest enemy. So to me, that would be an incredible scene at Folsom Field for Nebraska. Uh, you know, it's Sanders first home game and you're basically your arch rival coming in. Now, if it's, if you're talking about conference games, I would, uh, I would think long and hard about USC at Utah, um, or I'm sorry, Utah at USC, which interestingly, you know, that's a tough game for the Trojans. It's after the trip to Notre Dame. So they got to go to South Bend and then they come back and play Utah. Meanwhile, Utah will have just been playing Cal. So that'll be an interesting little dynamic. But I would think long and hard about either Oregon, Washington, or or USC, Utah. What about you? I I go to that Friday night game at Reeser Stadium. Utah's going to play at Oregon State in that newly renovated stadium on that Friday night. I think the atmosphere will be fantastic. I think Oregon State is going to be not sneaky good. Like, they're not sneaking up on anybody right now. But I think in the early part of the conference season, that is the game because I think you're looking at two contenders playing each other. Uh, as the season moves on, uh, it's the Oregon-USC game for me. And then the non-conference games, not as sexy as they've been in other years. And, you know, uh, so I'd go to the uh, Utah-Florida game. It's going to be on a Thursday or a Friday in week one. I'm leaning towards that being a Thursday game. I think, you know, Kyle Whittingham likes to play the Thursday games. I think a TV partner will have a say in that, of course, but... I think that's going to end up being a Thursday night in week one. I think Utah hosting Florida, Rice-Eccles Stadium, huge atmosphere. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. Uh, huge game for Utah, obviously, because they lost it this past season, and that had certainly had implications for the conference. Uh, to me, I think you, you would also think Washington at Michigan State, just because you know that will be a little bit of a revenge game for, for Michigan State. And Washington has got, you know, that's a potentially a playoff team. So the toughest non-conference game for them is going to be a huge one in terms of whether they can uh, make a, you know, get through the season with either one or zero losses, which is what you need to do. Did I was looking, after you mentioned that Oregon State game, I was looking, they could very well be 4-0 when yeah. Utah comes to town. Yeah. 
I think that it's that's set up for the week five primetime game. It's a Friday night game, and it'll be a it'll be a big one. Let me ask you this: uh, you, schedule comes out, you look at it. Did it change who you would have picked to be your conference champion? Is it still to be, to be determined? You know, did it change your mind? Did the schedule change your mind on anything, or did you, did it just make you sit forward and kind of pay attention? I mean, mostly it got me excited about the season because yeah, you, know, you know, it's hard to it's hard to get uh, too interested in the. Way, the way Pac-12 basketball has started out here, it's not. Uh, I don't really uh, expect a real uh, dramatic march, but uh, I, I wish the Pac-12 football season could start tomorrow. I think it's going to be fantastic, and it's the most anticipated, probably going to be the most anticipated Pac-12 football season in a decade. Uh, but I would still, I'm go, rolling with the team uh, that I've been thinking about for a few weeks, which is Washington. I even though they have a really tough November, uh, I think the Huskies are best set up. To uh, to win the conference, I think there's. How five, about you? I think there's five different teams that could win it, and though I I actually looked at Washington's schedule late in the year, and I thought uh, great opportunity, but I saw Oregon go through that, and I think that's going to be tricky for Washington down the stretch. I would be surprised if they could get through week ten at USC, week eleven Utah at home, week twelve at Oregon State without tripping uh, in some form or fashion. Two of those three games on the road for Washington. So that did change my mind on them a little bit. Um, I, I, it made me feel a little better about Oregon State. I think their schedule is very balanced. You look at the late part of their season, they do play Washington at home and then at Oregon in uh, back-to-back games, and they're they're turning around and playing at Oregon on uh, you know a short week. It'll be a Friday game. But uh, other than that, I like their schedule very balanced, uh, and I felt pretty good about Oregon's schedule as well. It you know, they have separated out the Washington, the Utah, and the USC, and the Oregon State games. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a you know, I'm not, not going to call it a week off, but there's a softer opponent in between each of those games. And so, in a, in a bye week in front of the Washington game. So, I think it was pretty favorable. And then, I but I still would lean Utah until I see Cam rising. Like, I know he's not going to play in spring ball. They, they said that, you know, he's, the, his injury will keep spring ball. But he will be ready for the opener. That's the latest on rising. But, you know, until somebody knocks Utah out, and that could happen in week five at Oregon State, I got to lean into Utah and say, hey, they're the king until somebody knocks them off the throne. Yeah, perfectly fair. Perfectly fair. And they should be, you know, they got the bye, then they got Cal before they play SC in Oregon. Uh, and Washington in one, you know, that's four week span. They got SC, Oregon, and Washington. That is going to decide so much about the season. That's my conversation, or at least part of it, with John Wilner. You want the rest of it? Oh, that's there's a whole bunch more. You can grab the podcast. Kanzano and Wilner, the podcast. Subscribe to that as well. I want you to leave it locked in here. We have so much more ahead on this great Thursday. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Hey, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but... If you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.